Burton. We are recording. We are recording this podcast about a bunch of boring vampires. Then one of them's like, my father was John Houston, famous director. And they go, oh, but could you say it in a stupid fucking vampire voice? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll put subtitles. They'll always be like, yes, yes, through pain is the crucible by which we <laughs> some boring fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> No oh god. That's the same in our language. <laughs> Did I scare you? Listening to the podcast, it answers the only question that matters in horror film. Did I scare you? I am your host, Jake Albrecht. And I am his co-host and America's littlest brother, Finn. Then how many days of night have you experienced uh, consecutively? In my lifetime? Yeah, in your lifetime, sure. I'm 32 years old, so I have to imagine. Let's see. There are 362 days... In a year. No, there's definitely not. There's 365. Oh, 65? I thought it was 362. You're way off. And actually, it's 365 and a quarter, which is why there's a leap year. So I have, <laughs> looks like 11,680 hours. But then you got to, like, divide that in half towards what whenever I'm not really that. positive how this question tripped you up because obviously you've <laughs> You've had sunlight breaking up the night every day of your life, so none consecutively, right, Finn? Like, one at most? Yeah, I mean, like, February feels like an endless darkness <laughs> approaching, so... Okay. For those of you who haven't listened before, this is not the podcast where I accidentally confused my brother right off the bat. This well... is the podcast where <laughs> we two brothers switch off picking horror movies in an attempt to scare the other one. Vinny, I selected the movie this week. What is the name of the movie I selected? <laughs> you sure fucking did choose this one this week, huh? <laughs> you picked <laughs> you picked fucking 30 days a night. Vinny, I was terrified you were about to go 0 for 2 on questions here. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> He's gone he rogue. What if he can't answer any of them from here on out? That's going to be weird. <laughs> be like, did he even watch the right movie? <laughs> uh, well, just to make sure we did, Vin, did you watch the 2007 30 Days of Night starring Josh Hartnett? I did. I like Josh Hartnett. I always like Josh Hartnett, even though he's not that good. <laughs> he's never really had a, like, a strong, successful acting career. He's always done, like, the weird sci-fi-esque type movies that's like 
mostly what I remember him from. He did some like heartthrob stuff like early in his career. He was uh Oh sure. I mean he's a good looking dude. Yeah, I don't I don't want to reveal too much about myself, but I feel like yeah, if a genie allowed me to look like what I wanted to look like, it would probably be something very close to Josh Hartnett. That's true. Yeah. Not crazy about the hair, but I'm 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 about it. I always liked him in the faculty. Did you like him in that one, Vin? I've never seen the faculty. Really? Yeah. Well, that definitely falls into the purview of this. All right, let me talk that <laughs> into the back of my brain. <laughs> there you go. You got something like this uh, slide in there. I think I remember him. Oh, man. Wasn't he in uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Or am I thinking of someone else? Yeah, no, you're I... definitely thinking of Stuart Townsend. You're right. I am. No, I'm thinking of Penny Dreadful. He's in that show. Yeah, that's kind of where he went for his career to die for a while. I saw him in a trailer for something recently, and I was like, holy shit, they're dragging his corpse back out here. <laughs> He's just shambling out here. He's still handsome, but, you know, definitely dead inside. I was like, wow, Ryan Philippi, there's hope for you yet. <laughs> Is there, though? Uh, maybe somebody will get bored and put you in some, like, Guy Ritchie-looking thing. Well, if you can't tell, if you haven't listened to this before, we're obviously not too keen to talk about this movie. I mean, I'm not even going to fucking sugarcoat and wait till the end, folks. This one is a hard watch. Vinny, do you want to give people who maybe haven't seen 30 Days of Night a brief overview of what the premise is? Ooh, okay, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, yeah, so in short, this movie is a bunch of folks who are living out in Alaska, kind of embracing it, and, uh, just about to hit the point of their, uh, cycle in Alaska where the sun goes down and does not come back for at least 30 days. It's real. Look it up. Yeah, it's actually uh, 62 days, but that doesn't sound as good in a title. Sure, sure. But the problem is, when the sun goes down, well, then your town is going to get invaded by a bunch of vampires. Where'd they come from? I don't know. But they're going to wreak havoc. I have to imagine. <laughs> right, right across Vampireburg, right across from them. And yeah, they wreak havoc. They kill just about a good portion of the populace. And uh, yeah, Josh Hartnett basically is going to either try to get out of there or stop him. I don't fucking know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think the shorter version is just, yeah, it's an Alaskan town that uh, has 30 days of night and then a bunch of vampires come. Pretty simple. It is. Now, the problem is your movie, if it's going to be an action-based, it's an, it is like an action-based horror the problem with this movie is it's way too fucking long. It's an hour and 52 minutes. Like, fucking spare me. Vinny, it doesn't feel a minute past three hours. <laughs> Especially for poor Big Brother, who has to take the notes for these movies. Although you picked this one this week, so this is like a self-inflicted wound. Yeah, I definitely was... Uh, I think I suffer from seasonal effect disorder... So around this time of year, especially because of my job, because the darker and colder it gets, the harder my life gets. I mean, that's just everybody. It's right up here in the northwest corner. It's pretty tough. Yeah, but I mean, like, specifically, it affects my work day. 
That's true. I mean, I work inside a building all day, too, so it's like, I don't see no sunlight. I work second shift. Yeah, I don't... Because I think you still don't understand what I do. I mean, because, like, I literally have to call people to be like, guess what, your appointment's not happening today because it's too cold. Oh. And they get to be like, how about you go fucking kill yourself? <laughs> like, <laughs> if only, then I wouldn't have to talk to you anymore. <laughs> oh... Yeah, it's not even February yet. Oh, wait, no, it is. <laughs> you know what it's going to be when this one comes out? Yeah, so anyways, I was like, what's a horror movie where it's dark and cold and everyone's miserable? I was like, what about that vampire one I've never seen before? And guess what? Jake picked it, and he's like, oh my god, not only is this movie like definitely a mirror of what it feels like around that time, it also is giving us that kind of mood, too. <laughs> All right, well, let's not spoil how we feel about it, Vin. Really? Uh, oh, people, come on. <laughs> people got to stick around to the end to find that out. I mean, how long is this really going to be? <laughs> uh, if I had to guess, somewhere between an hour and 20 minutes and an hour and 45, based on the movies we're less enthusiastic about. Oh, God. I beg you, man. Don't go, Don't do it. Don't fucking torture yourself. Vinny... I was raised Catholic. I'm nothing if not self-flagellating. Let's tarry no further, Vin. Let's get us into the meat of this movie. Oh, God. Let's go. I guess let's shamble and hobble our asses to the movies, folks. <laughs> Vinny, because these vampires are inspired by 28 Days Later of zombies, they're quite fast, right? Yes. Would they be called vampies instead of, like, you know... Zombies are called zombies if they're fast. By you? No, not I I'm fucking look it up on your phone. They're called zombies. And also because as they go past you need so when they go zoom. <laughs> and they put their arms out <laughs> like they're like a plane. Anyways, been an honor that I'm gonna try to speed run this as fast as I can. Are you ready? Oh I'm I'm fuck okay, yeah. Buckle up folks. All right, Vinny, we got a Columbia logo. Do we do any Columbia movies? I don't feel like we do. No. No, I don't think so. The only thing that I, that's coming to my brain that has Columbia or on it that we've done, maybe? Maybe Kronos? No, wrong. Oh, okay. I <laughs> Next thought, question. Okay, then. Moving on. Title cards are words appearing on a dark screen. Boring. Move on. <laughs> done. We're the northernmost town in uh, the U.S. and Alaska. We already told you fucking people this. <laughs> yeah, we're already there. Boom. It's cold. It's Alaska. Get used to it. Yeah, and the card says in winter there's 30 days a night. Hey, that's the title of the movie. <laughs> ben there. Keep going. Speed it up. <laughs> All right, we're with some cold, beaten up dude in an Arctic coat. He's got snot on his beard. His name is Ben Foster. <laughs> They're like, maybe it's not Ben Foster looking gross. Ben Foster, you know, isn't he, what's it, the detective in fucking Batman? No. Nope, you're thinking That's the of other the guy. guy later. Yeah, 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 my bad. No, Ben Foster was in, uh, like, 310 to Yuma, uh, The Messenger. What else we got for Ben Foster? <laughs> Dude, Ben Foster stuff, Leave No Trace. Oh, Hell or High Water. Nope. He's the crazy brother in that? Nope. Okay. He can, he's very intense, so he could either be great or 
he could be a ridiculous cartoon character. Guess which one he brought to this movie? <laughs> is he great? <laughs> All right, so he's just kind of wandering around in the cold. Who cares? Some cops are out in the snow looking around some tracks. One of them's Josh Hartnett. Hey. Okay. It's Josh Hartnett. <laughs> he's just, he's arrived. And this is a watch you <laughs> I... remember? No, that's not the one he was in. <laughs> I just like to like alright. Let me let me paint a small picture. I know we're supposed to be going fast, but let me paint a small picture. I like to imagine that our reenactment of this movie is just like a small sound stage of like a door and just just a room and like just Josh Hartnett just shows up like, Hey, how's it going, folks? He waits for applause. Everyone's like Josh Hartnett, yes. <laughs> no, no one right. in the back shouts, I love you, the faculty. <laughs> He's like, oh, gee, thanks. He's like, Robert Rodriguez brought me back for Sin City. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you're right. He is in that movie. Yeah, that's the connective tissue. And Elijah Wood, too. Let's move on. They're looking at a bunch of burnt-up satellite phones. They're like, who could have done this? And then Hot Hernet Vinny in this movie is going for, like, smoldering and, like, kind of hard-beaten. But, like, he's still too young and pretty to, like, pull it off at this point. Yeah, Nah, he is trying to be badass. He is not badass. Yeah, it's just a lot of, like, trying to talk and I'm like, well, that, maybe that's pretty smart for them to do that. It's like, oh, Josh Hartnett, you're being silly. <laughs> you just being a silly Josh Hartnett. No, hey, I'm not. <laughs> hey, but the other cop watched the sun go down on the ridge, and the other cop's like, I brought my wife here on my first date. Hartnett's like, yeah, me too. Dot, dot, dot. I mean, like, my wife. I mean, like, not... I mean, yours, too. I'm Josh Hartnett. I mean, I, obviously, <laughs> any lady in this town has been with me. Let's get real. He's like, I can have it at any given time. A uh, Josh Hartnett. The other cop's like, why does it look like you're waking at a camera? He's like, don't worry about that camera. That's my camera. That's my Josh Hartnett camera. <laughs> Vinny, they're heading inside, but Josh Hartnett has to do some dark thinking. No way. Oh, fuck. Oh, he does it so much in this movie. <laughs> he sure does, Vinny. <laughs> uh, they go back into town. The cop uh, goes to update the population on the town because people are leaving, like the ones who can't stick out the night. Hartnett's like, why even bother? <laughs> And he's like, it's tradition. And he's like happy. And we're all like, this is going to mean something crucial in the movie with the amount of people in this town. Yeah, speaking of things that you're like, oh, this is going to mean something. Hartnett hits on his asthma inhaler. Vinny, does that matter? No. It's almost like it never shows up ever again. (laughs) For half a scene, a little bit. Later in the movie, this fucker's like, I'm the one that should run into town. And I'm like, should you, Asthma? <laughs> You're like halfway through banging on those trash kids. They'd be like, <gasps> You're like, sorry, but someone lit a fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, keep going. I just say, because like, if someone with Asthma once, my wife tried to make homemade popcorn and she burnt it. And it was a snowstorm, and I ended up in my basement gasping for air, like, I'm gonna <laughs> die. 
So I just I'm don't sorry. see him as useful when they're burning the town down later as he's pretending to be. Right next to that kid. Right next to one of those smoldering piles of fire. Just. You're like, oh. <laughs> Go down like a bitch. Happy that axe. I'm uh. Not Rachel McAdams is talking to some bearded guy, checking out equipment. The bearded guy's like, do you not want to leave the town anymore? She's like, no, I gotta get away from my husband. Yeah, the town folks are all saying goodbye. <laughs> I mean, They're... there's there's plenty of other places to go than just be up in fucking Alaska to get away from your husband. Jesus. Hey, what's her job? She's like a fire inspector or something. <laughs> I thought she was like a reporter. I have no fucking clue. No, no, it's like safety of some variety. Oh, she's the H and S. Boo. All right, so like all the townsfolk are saying goodbye to their like, I don't want to call them pussy relatives, but the ones who can't make it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Alaska's not exactly like a destination I'm clamoring to get to. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's for a certain type of people. It's the not ready for primetime players. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Vinny in a pen somewhere, you better start and stop the clock because uh, some dogs are getting killed pretty much immediately. Yeah, we, we fast forward right to there. It was like, oh, there's dogs. They're like angry. And all of a sudden you just hear, yep. And it's like, oh, okay. Yep. Then Hartnett stopping some dude in a plow to give him a ticket for spilling oil everywhere. Yeah, this guy's much nicer to Hartnett later than I would be. Yeah, this fucking pig. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, sure, I'll help you, cock. I mean, cop. And they kick him out of the street. Be like, vampires, get him. He's covered in oil. Told you I'd get you, Hartnett. <laughs> This uh, is the guy that was the detective in Dark Knight. Wait, no. Batman Begins. Wait, yes, no. Yes. Dark Knight Rises. It's Batman Begins. And he was also the hotel clerk in Memento. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> he double charges uh, Guy Pierce because his memory fades. That's awesome. <laughs> he tells it to him and he's like, wow, well, you're being really honest about this. He's like, well, you're not going to remember anyway, right? So... <laughs> That guy's awesome. <laughs> Hartnett tells the other cop, he's like, well, I gotta give him a ticket, otherwise he's not gonna feel like he's part of the town. It's like, what a fucking... Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, what do we do? Someone's calling in the dog homicides on the radio. Not McAdams is trying to speed through the snow to get out of town to catch the last plane out. Then she gets hit by this huge construction vehicle for no fucking reason whatsoever. Yeah, it just happens. And then she's stuck there, what feels like for like two hours. Yeah, then the guy's like, oh, geez, I didn't see a truck there. <laughs> it's a good thing that the bl giant blade that was protruding out of my plow didn't destroy your windshield and kill you in like a Final Destination kind of moment. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought that Not McAdams had maybe an Irish accent in this, but I think it's just her natural Australian accent fighting her attempted American one. Uh, you know, I went back today and re-listened to 
our one year anniversary about Hereditary, and we were talking about Tony Coilette, uh, Tony, uh, about how like she she is incredibly Australian, but you could barely like under you, she doesn't even do the accent anymore. I never realized how really hard that could be for some actors. Oh yeah, no, not Rachel McAdams, whose real name is Melissa George, has trouble with it. Can I point out something that has nothing to do with this, but I find funny? The way that I pronounce Tony. Tony uh, Collette? No. <laughs> okay. Coilette. Melissa George was in both versions of The Slap. Vinny, have you ever heard of The Slap? No. It was a TV show in Australia that came to America that's just about, like, a bunch of parents are at a party and, like, one of the parents slaps another parent's kid. <laughs> But it was parodied <laughs> online, except in the parody I saw, all the little kids are also Draculas. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just some like little Draculas off by a wiffle ball. They're like, hey, don't you slap my Dracula. And everyone <laughs> keeps slapping each other. Anyways, that connects to this somehow, right? Because of the yeah. <laughs> It has to be. <laughs> Don't you slap my Dracula. <laughs> Look up that YouTube video. It's way better than this movie. <laughs> hey, the guy that loses his hand, did he say don't kill him? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, whatever. Hartnett goes back to the station and then not McAdams calls him to be like, no, you need a ride to the airport. And he's <laughs> like, I didn't know you were in town since you left me. And she's, she's like, like <laughs> maybe we could talk about it on the ride to the airport. <laughs> and he's like, sure, sure. Only when it's convenient for you. And she's like, sure would be convenient for me if you came and picked me up. <laughs> Sounds like we agree. Are you on the way? <laughs> but Vinny, not only is he a bad husband, but a dick boss because he sends the other cop instead. What a guy. <laughs> Oh, right. She's a fire marshal. She's on fire marshal business. Right. You know what, Jake? You know what's hilarious? <laughs> it took me to this point right fucking now to realize Josh Hartnett was married to fucking not Rachel McAdams. Yeah, it's his wife. I had zero clue on that. They talk about it all the time. I guess I just didn't care. <laughs> they never talk. Oh my god! They keep doing all these dark, like oh, I could. It would take like several other movies, definitely not this one, to tell you what went wrong with that marriage. But like, we never find out. <laughs> just like sit here wondering, like what went wrong. The and most, did they patch it up? The most we get at some point, she's like, I guess you're right not to want kids when, like, vampires are eating a bunch of them. Right in front of one where it's eating a kid. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> As if when he said it the first time, it's like, I don't want to have kids, dot, 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 vampires might eat <laughs> That's a pretty good excuse. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of time wasted on this stupid, boring relationship. Good point. <laughs> so much so that I ain't give a shit. Nope. Hartnett's going to check on the dogs. Yep, they got stabbed, just as <laughs> described. 
Yeah, it's kind of sad looking, really. Anytime I see, like, even it's like puppetry of dead dogs, it's still like, hmm, poor woofas. Agreed. And then he immediately tries to victim blame by being like, well, did you make anyone angry, dog owners? Jesus. And they're like, no. And he's like, well, it just happened recently, so I'm definitely going to catch you who did it. It's like, what do you mean? Didn't the last plane out of town just leave? What if someone's like, well, head back to the mainland, I'm gonna go ahead and stab some dogs, and then hop on the plane. <laughs> I love to stab me some doggies, and then get the fuck out of town. They're never going to find me ever again. I'm never going back to Alaska. <laughs> Can't wait to think about Josh Hartnett furrowing the stupid brows, water to kill these dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like sir i need to see your ticket it's like sure it's right here in my pot oh no i left it in the dog pit <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i left it in the dog <laughs> like oh no, there's a plane ticket right here i really am gonna solve this one um <laughs> uh, Vinny at the station, Hartnett's little brother is hanging out, and the old lady dispatcher is his mom. Ooh. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Not McAdams gets picked up by the other cop who decides to be kind of a dick, like, sorry I took so long, I lost the keys. And he's like, Dad, I wasn't sure where I was going. Was it the one road out of town, or was it the one road out of town? What a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Like, don't get yourself in between their freaking squabbles. Look, in more ways than anyone could imagine at this point. <laughs> All right, so they get to the airport, but the plane is gone because the last dog killer just got on him. <laughs> He's up there just whistling a tune to himself. <laughs> now she's trapped here for a month. Now other cop's like, you could stay in my room, but only if you tell me what went wrong with your marriage. Yikes. Hartnett <laughs> uh, goes to some factory thing that later, Vinny, I think they describe as the Utilidor. And they kept saying it like that was a real word and not something that they made up to confuse and scare me. They And you know what? It's one of those things where they're like, oh yeah, like everybody knows what a Utilidorm is. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll never bring up that word again. And they bring it up again, and I'm like, what is this fucking thing? Oh, everyone's headed to the Utilidor later. I can't wait, Vin. We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, Vinny, some old guy's watching weather stuff, and he sees a vampire front moving in, which really concerns him. <laughs> some... Cloudy with a chance of vampires. <laughs> it's, just... <laughs> it's just a bunch of bats moving on a Doppler screen. <laughs> Is the weather forecast man like dressed as a Dracula? <laughs> like, uh oh, that's never good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jake, are, is that what's coming our way soon? Is that we're gonna get blasted by <laughs> a bunch of fucking? <laughs> we're gonna get sixteen inches of vampires up in here. <laughs> Could be later <laughs> in the movie. Someone's like that. You you feel that cold coming? That ain't the cold, it's vampires. <laughs> yeah. Roger Ebert in his review was like, or it's just the cold, man, I mean, it's Alaska. 
I think it seemed pretty cold, with or without him. I mean, the dude's pretty drunk, so. No, there's no booze left. Ah, we're skipping around. Let's get. Let's keep moving, Ben. Uh, he goes outside to check on the vampire front, and uh, yeah, no, they the, the weatherman's right this time. The vampires come and rip his head off. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> before he dies he keeps telling him to stop like he's like stop stop it stop stop what you're doing vampire's like should i i mean like i <laughs> like, i don't oh, know no one's ever asked before uh no <laughs> yeah. he's like oh that felt pretty good actually to disobey his orders <laughs> we kind of got off on it because they talk in a weird vampire language, it's just like <laughs> Oh god. We'll get into it more after. <laughs> then they're in a diner later and someone is asking for booze in a really unconvincing southern accent. Yes, yeah, that guy about getting his cold and, and vampires mixed up. Yeah. It's Ben Foster. He's like, give me raw hamburger. <laughs> yeah, when the waitress won't bring him that, he grabs her roughly. And Hartnett's like, "Why don't you leave the lady be?" And he's then like, he's... "My two <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> I rubbed coal on them this morning, and they look unappealing. Oh boy! I guess you could say I'm a southern gentleman." Who also would like to be a vampire? And he's like, I can't help her. It's a selection. And they're like, what? And he's like, I shouldn't have said the vampire thing. And they're like, no. Why are you talking like that? Uh, Hartnett asks him to go outside. And then Foster threatens him. Then Not McAdams slips behind him and pulls a gun on him. On Foster, not Hartnett. Although, given the marital troubles, could have gone either way. And then when Foster makes a flinch towards her, Hartnett grabs him and slams him down. And Notmick Adams is like, damn, that's why I married that dude. Look at him. And then Hartnett's like, where are you going to be staying tonight, Notmick Adams? And even though she just flooded those uh, snow pants, she says, I'm staying with the other cop. And then he looks sad and takes Foster away. Ew, let's see. And as they're about to leave, Not McAdams goes with what was almost her nickname because she says, I'm coming with you. Yeah, get used to that line. Yeah, Jake had asked me if that was a pretty good one. And, uh, no, nah, I wasn't so impressed. <laughs> Not McAdams is just so much better. Yeah. All right, so they drive into town, and then Hartnett's like, man, it's been a hell of a day. Then Foster from the back is like, just you right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> then they lock him up in a cell, and Not McAdams makes the round while Hartnett smolders. Then Vinny, we're with some pipeline workers who <laughs> are leaving. There's two dudes and a lady, and they're joking around, but it seems like they're on the verge of a semi-regular threesome. <laughs> I mean, what does uh, you know? What does one do in a really cold, dark? night up in alaska it's just like what we're all done being uh co-workers now it's now it's time to fuck yeah it seems like the only thing up for debate is like which of their apartments they're all gonna fuck out (laughs) 
So they literally do rock, paper, scissors to uh, tie that. But then a vampire comes and drags one of them off, which, like, I'm sure the other two are like, oh, <laughs> just one-on-one sex. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, man, I wish it killed the other guy. I like having sex with the other one. <laughs> I would rather have my throat ripped out than have to look the person in my eye that I'm currently in coitus with. I never really liked you anyways. You're just kind of there as a plus, I guess. Anyways, uh, the lady one, lady pipeline uh, worker scrambles off and the other one's body gets tossed off. And the guy that's left is like, huh? <laughs> some vampires come in. Yeah, he's a real fucking idiot. But now she's got no one. she'll meet some folks alright Hartnett is taunting Foster in the cell being like "Uh, let me show you my excellent detective work you're not from around here you don't work from the pipeline it's like yeah this is like a town of 200 people you're the sheriff you should know that you stupid fuck yeah he's not really good at his job and then Hartnett finds some weed in the desk and he tries to get mad at his little brother about it, but it turns out it's for their mom. She has cancer. Okay. Yep. Then the old lady dispatcher's like, oh, the camera's down. And Foster's smiling at the cell like, because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> then he taunts the unhappy couple being like, you don't even know what's coming. <laughs> That's when he starts saying his, uh, the cold and, uh, death. Yeah, he's like, they're coming. At this time, they're taking me with you. And Hartnett's like, ooh. He's, now he's the like the vampires. I'm like, was I not clear about that from the beginning? He's like, no, you've just been speaking in riddles this whole entire time. You'll be like, oh, wise man dithers while the blind man speaks. That's like, what? <laughs> I don't fucking understand. Get this guy in some fucking hamburger. Maybe if we <laughs> just force it. I need me to think. I do not feel well. <laughs> I've been eating coal for days. Uh, Vinny Hartnett's heading to the cell tower. Not McAdams is guarding Foster. Anxious teen brother is anxious. <laughs> uh, it's a good bit. That's a good old bit. I love it. Hartnett goes to the tower. The door is open, so he draws down immediately like a fucking cop. Oh, boy. Then he calls out, but he gets no answer. He finds a blood trail in the snow leading to a head on a pike. We found him. We found the answer. <laughs> He does to steal a whole town over the car speaker to stay in place. What would have been great fit is if he was like holding the head on a pike out of it, like <laughs> just so you know, it's pretty dangerous. Look, I got Bill's head. He's <laughs> like, I just need proof. I'm sorry for scaring the shit out of everyone. <laughs> Look, I can work him like a puppet, though. <laughs> yeah. And some townspeople are like, what's going on, Hartnett? And he's like, look at my stupid face. I don't know. Oh, boy. And then he then with some couple inside a trailer. The bearded guy's sitting with his shotgun. And his wife's like, let's try to have dinner at least. 
and someone's about to have dinner because a vampire jumps through the window and drags her outside. <laughs> and they play like a game of like keep away where it's like <laughs> they got like a little bit of like they almost live in like like trailers almost because like they're it is a trailer. Yeah, yeah they're like hiked above like the ground a little bit by like maybe like five, six inches. So it's like the vampire drags underneath like the fucking trailer and he tries to pull her out. And he's like, oh, you got her. You almost got her. Oh, you almost got her. And then he pulls her out from one trailer, then puts her underneath another trailer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not an engineer, Vin, but I imagine it would be difficult to build uh, long-term structures there because the cold would more than likely uh, crack the foundation. But maybe I made that up entirely, Wink. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he tries to pull her. The vampire pulls her back. It's pretty boring. Back at the station, Foster is doing more cell taunting, being like, Oh, there's no way out of town. I made sure of it. We're all trapped here. That's what he's like. That cold ain't the weather. That's death approaching. <laughs> and they're like, weren't you watching? It was the lady, right? Actually, no, it was the other he's guy. He's like, I wonder who the vampire's yeah. <laughs> gonna take first. Blah, you can't... You got to prove that, says the like, meteorologist no, the <laughs> vampire. <laughs> of course, no, he'd be saying, The kid throws a game piece at him, and Foster's like, Oh, you messed up now. I'm going to pick the lock with it. The kid's like, no! <laughs> so, he, so he runs over to stop him, and then Foster's like, what a dumb it, now I'm choking this kid. <laughs> Anyways, then Hartnett comes in, and he's not fucking around because he just shoots Ben Foster in the arm. And he opens up the cell, and he handcuffs him both arms above his head, which I imagine doesn't feel great. Yeah, especially after he shot him. Now he's like, you tell me who's here now. And Foster's like, I don't talk to dead men. <laughs> it's like, you are, though, clearly, right there, right now, what you just said. Then it seems like he's insecure that Hartnett didn't hear him, because then he screams it again. <laughs> I don't talk to dead man. I scream at him. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Paul, ben- why'd you have a heart attack? Ben Foster, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go full fucking tilt. Fitty, Fitty, the older brother in Alpha Dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, there you go. It took a while. <laughs> we got there. Hartnett wants to go looking for his friends with the other cop, and not McAdam says, I'm coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 eh? Come on, Vin. They drive off together, and Hartnett almost immediately is like, Slam on the brakes! Then they get out of the car, Vinny, to look at something. What was it? But nothing's... (laughs) (laughs) A lot of how this movie wants to build up tension is to be like, the characters look scared in a direction that you can't see. (laughs) So you just have to be like, well, what is it? What are you looking at? Tilt the camera just a little bit. Nothing's there. I mean, like, for all we know, it could have been, like, some guy just, like, railing his mom, the dispatcher. 
Oh, Jesus like, Christ. Oh, oh, gross. Oh, no. Oh, she gets like this when she smokes. No. All right, they hear some screaming in the distance, and not McAdams <laughs> raises her binoculars. Vinny, do we get to see what she sees? At well, she tells Arnett to get back in the fucking truck. And they try to speed off, but a vampire hops on top. They start slamming his fists into it. Hartnett shoots at him through the roof. Then Not McAdam slams on the brakes and dumps him on the snow. Then she's like, what was that? He still doesn't know. Oh, man. They get back to town and a car is flipped it on fire. And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> now we're going to get to the good stuff. The dispatcher calls in on the radio and is crying and asking for help. They go back to the station and find a large pool of blood on the wall. And Foster is still handcuffed in the cell. And he's like, they didn't take me. <laughs> and Hartnett's like, who did it? And Foster's like, I can't answer. You're too stupid to know still. <laughs> and we're like begging as an audience. Like, just fucking tell us, like, please. I saw the trailer. Just say it. Uh... And Hartnett's like, Foster, they take my brother. And he doesn't answer, so you're supposed to be like, yes. But the answer is... No. And he's like, hey, Josh Hartnett, can you just kill me? Because if I can't be a vampire, then I don't want to live. <laughs> and Hartnett's like, okay, well, easy as can be. I'm going to shoot you right through the end. And then not McCann's <laughs> like, no, don't do it. And he's like, well, if it was up to me, buddy, sorry. He's like, listen, I, I was going to. I had the hammer like cocked back here, ready to go. They were with some vampires now talking in their weird vampire language. <laughs> the head vampire is like, the heads must be separated from their bodies. He's like, Pinky promised not to turn any of them into vampires. Except it sounds like, <laughs> They're all like, <laughs> <laughs> Then he's like, wow, we should have come into this town a long time ago. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. Fresh fucking beat. They're like, I don't know why we try Miami every time. <laughs> Just seems like every time the sun goes down there, it's like it's still fucking hot, like the sun's out. <laughs> it's just not for us. <laughs> hey, the lady pipeline worker ducks into a diner where a bunch of freaked out people are waiting. The folks are like, maybe they're drug addicts. You know, the ones <laughs> that feed on necks. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to admit they're living in a vampire movie. <laughs> Vinny, you can tell that this movie is unevenly directed because right at the end of this movie, we just see the little brothers in there. <laughs> but they don't make a special point with it. They're just like, yeah, he's in the diner. What up, No, you don't, you don't gotta worry about that. That's the other guy directing. <laughs> so moves on to the next scene, you're like, wait, what? He's not dead? <laughs> They're like, what? The kids are in the diner. What do you want me to say? I don't know what happened in the other building he was in. Uh, in another trailer, the man, main vampire and his partner are attacking a couple. And he's like... <laughs> The main vampire says there's no hope, only hunger and pain. Then he, he must know I'm counting calories. <laughs> I gotta get back to that point. Mm -hmm. Then he stabs the husband and the female vampire feeds on the lady. This gets pretty tedious. 
Yeah, everything starts kind of blending together at this point. He does stop to, like, put his needle on a... <laughs> oh, they have really long nails that are, like, needle thin. Yeah. So he puts it on a record to play it, and then all the vampires scream. Yeah, because, like, they're playing their favorite sound. <laughs> they're playing their favorite song. It's a wolf howling. <laughs> Is that what it was? I thought yeah. it was Monster Mash. <laughs> I was working in a lad uh, late one night. <laughs> Vinny, in the attack montage outside, one guy screams before he dies, what are you? It's like, it's kind of late, dude. Yeah, quiet down. You're like, wait, wait, <laughs> before you disembowel me, what are you? Oh, I thought you meant, <laughs> it's kind of late as in like, it's late at night, dude, keep it down. Can't you die in peace? I mean, like, what does it matter what they are if they're already ripping your throat out? Good point. That's a good point. If I was getting attacked by something I wasn't sure if it was a wolf or a bear, I would be like, identify yourself (laughs) as it gnawed my eye out. Ah, you didn't answer my question. Like, now I'll never know. (laughs) And then it whispers in your ear, I'm a bear. (laughs) <laughs> rip your ear off <laughs> hey, it's a real bloodbath that we get a helicopter shot of vampires just kind of running around attacking people everywhere this is actually my favorite shot from this movie yeah it's kind of like almost like a drone shot of the streets of like the vampires just going ham on people yeah it kind of reminded me of like an old PC game <laughs> We're like, oh no, the vampires have breached your village. Now they're going nuts. Yeah, it's 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 fucking cool. It almost makes me feel like it's a Resident Evil game. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, the fun's <laughs> over. <laughs> Hartnett and not McAdams make it to the diner and he shuts the life off. He's like, oh my god, my brother's here. <laughs> The diner citizens are like, who are these people? And it's like, it's fucking... Uh, worst townies ever. Like, none of you have seen a vampire movie? They're heading for some house of a guy who's left town. He has an attic that he boarded up. I don't know. Great yeah, idea. And I guess they just end up being in there for a few days. Hartnett is slipping out because he wants to get a bunch of bear traps and flares. Vinny, what is not McAdams doing? She's oh. coming with him. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's stuck with him, right? They speed off and immediately get stuck because some vampires are flipping their truck. <laughs> hey, you never want to go Hartnett out during one... a vampire riot. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally the worst time. It's like the street. Shelter in place. Crosses in front of you. It's like like the streets of Vancouver up in there. Oh, let's see. The vampires are like clawing at him after they flip the truck. Then the plow comes out of nowhere and hits them off. And McAdams and Hartnett hop on the plow. Woo. All right. They've been rescued. They're heading for that house on the edge of the town. It looks quiet there. Because it is. <laughs> There's a thump of the house. It's just the people in the attic. Boring, boring. <laughs> They're all up in the attic, kind of like just watching their breath. The brother's like, they fed on grandma. 
<laughs> I saw it. He's the first one to be like, I'm pretty sure they're vampires. The rest of them are like, stupid fucking brother. Nobody even knows where you were for 30 minutes. Uh, it's, that's like what he was saying. It's like, I saw them eat grandma. And Hartnett's like, I don't care what they are. I care what we're going to do. He has a plan, Vinny. You know what it is? To stay there for the next couple of days. Yeah, it's just sleeping shifts and ration food. I'm like, that's it? <laughs> oh, you're gonna die, bro. Yeah, terrible. What a terrible leader Josh Hartnett is. He's like, here's the advantage. We know the town and they don't. You're like, they just tore up your town like five <laughs> minutes. Clearly, they didn't need to know your town. Like, if you rip all the boards down, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, they were... <laughs> The vampires were like, well, that was easy. You're like, well, you're not going to know how to put that back together. <laughs> oh, fuck this movie. He's like, we're the only assholes hard enough to live up here. And it's like, yeah, except for vampires, apparently. Yikes. Ugh. At the jail, Foster is still handcuffed. The vampires finally come to visit him. The head vampire is like, you did all you were asked. I promised to take care of you. He says this in English. Then he strokes Foster's face and Foster smiles. Then he's like, can you believe this asshole believes this? <laughs> Another vampire, but like... <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> yep, now he snaps Foster's neck, so... I imagine that Foster's like, Are you laughing because you're going to finally turn me into a vampire? Is this the laughter and joy amongst friends having a fun time together? Or is it because you have lied to me despite the fact that you don't need to? I am currently handcuffed to these bars. You could have come in and snapped my neck immediately. But the fact that you took 45 seconds to lie seems to indicate that you just enjoy telling untruths. Is that correct? <laughs> Subtitles, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, he did. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jake's really yada yada yawning at this point right here. Open the attic, McAdams. It's like, oh, I guess this is why you didn't want kids, Josh Hartnett. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to have kids just in case there's a vampire outbreak. <laughs> Vinny, they're interrupted by a guy with Alzheimer's, and they're better people than me, because my first thought was, like, liability. <laughs> Number one problem, throw him out of the attic. <laughs> it's like, in a survival situation, I'm like, oh, someone whose actions can't be accounted for? Seems great. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, usually the first people that need to go in a survival is somebody that is a liability and someone that backs up that liability be like, we can't kill him. Oh, yeah. They'll learn. They'll learn. <laughs> Some glass breaks somewhere. McAdams is like, they're ransacking a house next door. One of the other dudes is like, well, fuck that. I'm leaving. That little brother's like, you're a shitty, selfish person. Then Hartnett slams this dude down. And the ply guy gives him. Plow guy gives him angry eyes because he's like, be quiet. <laughs> then Hartnett's got a new plan. We're going to go to the general store for supplies. Then we're going to head to 
the Utilidor. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this is the second time they say it. The first time in my notes are I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, okay. The first time you said it just seemed like gibberish. But now because you said it two times, it has to be something. Therefore, you need to show me this Utilidor. <laughs> Well, we'll get there, Vin. This is the fireworks factory. We're on our way. Oh, say we're going to get to the fireworks factory. Uh, in the meantime, Vin, a girl is outside shouting for help. And she's like, I'm all beat up. And then Hartnett looks through the crack and he's like, oh, shit. No, they're just using her as bait. Fuck her. <laughs> See, now that's the smartest thing that Josh Hartnett has thought of in this whole entire movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Alzheimer's guy's like, we're gonna help her. <laughs> well, the Alzheimer's guy's like, did I ever tell you about the time I punched Ronnie Reagan? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. Look, that's Ronnie Reagan out there. He's due for another punch and go for it. Uh, <laughs> the girl tells the vampires, I tried, but there's nobody left. And then she says, please, God. That main vampire looks around like, is he like up there? Let me. I'm gonna crane my neck up and let me see if I see him. No, I'm fool. There's no god. I mean, come on. There's a bunch of vampires here ripping you apart. It's the one line that I remember for this movie, and that was like a trailer that I saw like years ago, and was just like, oh, that's a good line. It's also the only like uh, apparently line that they have that's the same in their language as it is in ours. <laughs> God is universal, apparently. Yeah, they Except in their language, it's like lowercase g, because, you know, they're demons, and they don't respect. Yeah, capital D, though, because they're demons. <laughs> uh, Disrespectful on the front, totally excited in the back. <laughs> Vinny Hartnett goes outside to see if he can help the girl, although he kind of loses interest immediately, because some guy calls out to him from under the trailer. And then the vampires circle the girl, they're just all kind of like taking swings at her with their nails. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they just love to like tease the shit out of this poor woman. Yeah, now one of them finally feeds on her, a teen brother is sat upstairs because... He's never getting to third base with her now. I was almost there. <laughs> like, I was the only guy her age left in town. <laughs> what do I gotta do now? Get older for these older women? God damn it, I'm never going to survive. Ugh. Plow guy wants to take off, but McAdams is like, we need you to stay. Now Hartnett goes to see the guy under the trailer, and he's like, my legs hurt. Also, I feel like a vampire. Hartnett's like, allow me to help. <laughs> then he pulls him up and notices he has fangs now. He's like, whoa, what's this? He's like, I just told you, I feel like a vampire. Uh, Damn, I feel like a vampire. So yeah, they fight for a while. You know, Hartnett gets tossed down. The vampire gets tossed down. Eventually, Hartnett chops him up real good with an axe, knocking his head halfway off. Cool. That's it. I guess. He's like swinging around on a swing. 
it's not even like I don't know. I'm just not even really impressed with like the uh, the makeup work in this movie. Well, it's all digital. Yeah, it's the 2000s for you. Yeah, most of the digital effects work okay because it's so dark. Yeah, sure. So it hides any issues they have with it. Anyways, now he's gasping on the ground because of his inhaler, Vin. Does it matter? No. Nah, not really. They just lay (laughs) him down. And he's like, oh, the guy outside turned into a vampire. It's like, he better have. Otherwise, you're guilty of murder. <laughs> and it's like, I can't be blamed for this. He is a vampire. They're like, nope, nah, it's still, still murder, man. Maybe, Vin. It's a good thing he won't live to be prosecuted. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Hartnett is sleeping upstairs while Not McAdams watches his, him lovingly. <laughs> then the Alzheimer guy wakes up and is like, well, time to imperil the group. I mean, go downstairs. <laughs> and McAdams is like, no, please. But he's like, I'm walking 80 miles to the next town. Here I go. Crunch, crunch, crunch. You should just let him go. Like, all right, fine, whatever. His son and not McAdams try to stop him, and he starts crying because why are you getting in my way? <laughs> he's like, well, I'm a wily Alzheimer's patient, so I need to go to the bathroom, wink. <laughs> As they put him in, she says, remember, you can't flush. Like, what are you talking about? He has dementia. Of course he's not going to remember, you fucking idiot. He's about to try to Uncle Junior this thing. That's like saying to a blind person, like, hey, watch where you're going. <laughs> you fucking insensitive jerk. But it's okay, Jake. He gave him the slip. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a rustle in the bathroom because he climbed right out the window. <laughs> we never see this old guy again, so maybe he made it. <laughs> I think he made it. He made it to Vampireville. And actually, they thought he was kind of cool. <laughs> Like, that guy has to be dead. Look at him. The sun opens the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, fine. Not McAdams tries to stop the sun, but he backhands her to go run after his father. Jesus. Then Hartnett finds Not McAdams downstairs. Then they hear something. It's a vampire. Oh, man. He's hissing around the house. Uh, His then, facial expressions are pretty hilarious. So it just <laughs> yeah, he looks kind of like a weasel concentrating. <laughs> uh, the son goes looking for his dad, shivering in the wind. Then he yells out for his dad, which is like a big mistake. Yeah, because he gets dragged into the dark darkness almost immediately. You did it, buddy. You protected your dad. <laughs> Where is your dad? I don't know. About 50 miles down the road now. He moves fast. Hartnett comes upstairs with a much reduced crew. And not McAdams is like, I should have fought harder to keep them there. No, you should have let them both leave immediately and made as little noise as possible. If anything, you should have attached bells to them on their way out. (laughs) What? What? They, they're they gone? Oh, no. Oh. 
Oh no, that's terrible. And like, oh then like throw a noisemaker at him. <laughs> Arnett says you can't blame a dude for trying to protect his family. Not McAdams, it's like this is about us, right? <laughs> it's like, not really. And she's like, damn, I'm desperately trying to make it about us. Oh, there's a thumping on the roof, and the remaining survivors look scared. Then Hartnett's like, it's snowing. That's not what snow sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if every time it snowed, it sounded like, dump, dump, dump. <laughs> just sounds like bodies, like, thumping around on your roof, where it's just like, oh, it's snowing again. Oh, good lord, snow. <laughs> Listen to that when you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my snow tumbled off my roof. <laughs> <laughs> Does snow always sound like the dad from Gremlins falling into the chimney? <laughs> Ah, oh, it's that unmistakable smell of snow in my chimney now. <laughs> all right, Vinny, they all get to... Where are they going? They're going into the snow because they're heading to the general store, baby. Nice. And Hartnett finds a fresh inhaler. Don't ever worry about that again. <laughs> Someone is coughing and sputtering in the store. Uh, it's a small girl vampire. She's like, I'm done playing with this one. So I guess they don't all talk like that? Yeah, I don't I don't know. This is such a fucking ripoff from freaking like what the first Dawn of the Dead. With the original. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. This shit's been done before. It's it's just uh... So Vinny, the other survivors go to get Hart Ned, who's kinda just like, What? What's happening? <laughs> so just get my inhaler see i have it you see it right here because i have asthma <laughs> <laughs> now Vay, we can imagine that the little girl vampire is pretty good at hide and seek so yeah i mean yeah she's tiny she can get into like the right places i just think this like little action scene that they have is so fucking goofy because they're shaking the camera around so it's very exciting yeah she makes a run at josh hartnett and then he misses like chris davis post big contract (laughs) and then she hops out of dude and scratches his eyes and a couple others like hold her then the teen brother teen brother chops her up real good then he's yeah. sobby about it after, so Hartnett hug, hugs him. The plow guy's like, you did the right thing. And then someone's like, she was a vampire. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, I mean, that for that reason, too. And still like, like I... little girls. Yeah. Well, they're like, does anybody recognize her? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Outside, the snow has stopped, and it says day 18, which I'm like, what? This was the first day. <laughs> this was a wild time jump. Yeah, this movie likes to kind of take its jump, like, whenever it feels like. There is no, like, construction to any of this at all. It's just like the vampires tear through town on day one. What are they doing days two through 18? Oh, they're just looking at their breath in that act. Isn't there a point where if they don't find humans anymore, they'd be like, well, I guess we're all done here. 
I guess that maybe that was their plan of hiding in the attic. Tell you maybe if they don't find us, they'll just leave us alone. It could be, Vin. Hey, Vin, an old Inuit dude is like, hey, Hartnett, maybe we can make it back to the police station. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, we just got to keep filling out the town. And Knock McAdams is like, why don't we use the pot plants as a distraction? Hartnett says, I'll do it because I'm the fastest and have the worst lungs. T-Brother's like, <laughs> no, let me do it. Then Hartnett's like, let's be honest. You were a little bitch about killing the little girls, so what, are you supposed to kill more of them? It's crazy. It's like, it just makes no sense. Not really. Then McAdams is, or not McAdams, it's like, hey, Hartnett, you don't even think my plan will work. And he's like, no, but you think it will. Then she looks all gushy. None of this pays off. I want to really underline that. Like, none of it matters. That's the real problem with this movie is that you're supposed to be trying to convince us that we need to care about these characters and their their little, like, details of, like, just their, their problems that they go through. But the problem is I don't care about any of these people at all. Well, they're not even clearly defining what the problems are between them, so it's just sort of like, I don't, is this helping whatever has gone wrong with your thing? Because, like, I can't tell. It just seems like they're bitching all the time, and it's just like, listen, why are we bitching about the little things? There's vampires ruining and killing everybody in your town. It really seems like one of those movie things where it's like exes are really just like lovers who are waiting to be again. Because it's like their problems just seem to be like, oh, we have problems. But also, every time she looks at him, she's like, I couldn't possibly love anyone more in the world than you look at him. Oh, God. Such a, eh, sounds like him. a fucking toxic relationship. Uh Hartnett's like, let me create a distraction. So he goes outside and goes like, hey, look at me, I'm a distraction. Knocking shit with this axe. It looks pretty fucking silly. Yep. And the vampires watch Hartnett make an ass of himself from the hills. <laughs> and he goes like, yeah, to... look at that fucking asshole right there. <laughs> what do they do? He fires up a generator. Survivors are going down the street. Then the vampires drop down and take off the guy who likes Oreos. <laughs> Hartnett goes to the grow His only mom. true crime <laughs> was he never really liked the double stuff. Yeah, they split him in half and then put him <laughs> they double together him. with another person to make a double stuffed person. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. And then uh, they're like, got milk? I remember more. <laughs> Hartnett grabs the pot lamps. They go to the police station. They find fresh blood spots from Ben Foster. And, oh, uh, what happens? The vampires, like, sort of gather outside of where Hartnett is. And then uh, the female one goes inside, but he hits her with the lamp. Then she stumbles back like, Aah! so... <laughs> Yeah, pot lamps kill vampires. You heard it here first, folks. Nice. There you go. Make sure you always have them on the ready. And crank that UV up to the max. So Hartnett, clips, he slips out the back door. And then the plow guy's like, give me the radio, not McAdams. 
He's like, Hartnett, run for this spot in town. It's my turn for noble sacrifice. Uh, the female vampire is writhing on the ground and the man vampire gives her some boring speech where he's like you know what I've taught you about darkness and the uh, is, I don't I, I zoned out it was so stupid <laughs> it's something where he's just like it's like listen you're basically useless to me so I gotta kill you now okay alright yeah, then he bites her neck, which I'm like, I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, vampire's blood was, like, completely, like, <laughs> just, like, screwed after that, right? Like, it's spoiled. Yeah, it would seem to be like drinking your own piss. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you. Some guys are into that, I guess. Yeah, right, the plow guy is driving his plow. The vampires are all out to play. He stops and shoots a few. Some manage to get behind him, but they get stuck in bear traps. Then he shoots some more. Then he crashes through a building, and he crawls out of the plow, injured. The vampires have him surrounded, and his gun doesn't work, so he's like, I'm not getting bitten. So he lights up some dynamite and blows up a whole building. You know what he doesn't blow up in? The vampires? Or himself. He just lands on the ground with a scratch on his face. Yeah, especially since he's, like, on top of the dynamite, too, as it blows. So it's, it like... It is outlandish. It's like it set him off like a rocket. <laughs> he shot out of there like Iron Man into the snow. It's okay, though. The leading vampire, like, finds him in the pile and basically has the same exact thought as we do. He says, <laughs> you found something you couldn't destroy, so you tried to destroy yourself. Fucking pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> and he smushes his head with his foot. Yeah, he's basically like, you're fucking boring, dude. Smush. <laughs> oh, man. Hartnett and Not McAdams duck inside and embrace, and they scan their survivors. Not many left. <laughs> the guy who got bit by the girl is like, well, I... I'm a vampire now, so you should probably kill me. I have to imagine the sign out front of the town is casually just, like, losing numbers. As... <laughs> just going, like, tick, 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 as it keeps dropping down. <laughs> then the Inuit guy who's a vampire now is like, listen, my family got killed by drunk drivers, and I wanted to kill myself. I can't live forever. It's He's like, so heart dead, if you wouldn't mind. And not McAdams is like, no, don't do it. But Hartnett's like, please. It's my ex. It's probably the darkest thing in this movie. And we've seen some pretty... Hold on. <laughs> okay. He takes him to the next room and we hear thump, thump, thump. That's the end of that problem. <laughs> they look out the window because it's about to get even sadder. <laughs> And notice another cop is flashing, or the other cop is flashing a light from the building next door. So Hartnett and Not McAdams run over to see what's up. They're going to wish they didn't. They find other cop on the ground, and some, <laughs> there are bodies under the blankets in his bed covered. They're like, hey, uh, dude, what happened? He's like, well, it went like this. I tried to kill myself after I killed them in the gun jam. So then I stuck on this floor and I'm so lonely since I murdered my family. (laughs) 
Hartnett cries and is like, you don't hurt your family ever. This again is, I guess, supposed to connect with this problem with his wife, but I don't know how. I don't. It just feels so out of place to be like, well, I was so lonely after I murdered my family. This some dark shit, man. This thing where it's like, eh, there's vampires afoot. I'm going to kill my family and then myself. And then like, oh, no, the gun jammed. <laughs> oh, it's like the old classic uh, The Mist kind of scenario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nothing left for me. <laughs> Anyways, Vinny, they drag his Chris Benoit ass next door. Ha! <laughs> and they got <laughs> another plan, Vinny. Let's go to the Utilidor. Yeah! There's a little kid wandering the street covered in blood, and Not McAdams calls out to him. Don't they remember the whole bait thing? Nah, they're stupid. She grabs the kid and yanks him under a trailer, but it was bait. Now Hartnett's going to meet her at the Utilidor. The other cop wanders out and hides for some reason. I don't, I don't know, know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, Hartnett has made it to the Utilidor. We did it. We're there. Vinny, I can't describe it. They should have sent a poet. <laughs> but basically, it's a giant place with, like, big whirring gears. Yeah, they're just like, welcome to the Utilidor, where we have open areas where if you fall in, you will most definitely get crushed to death. Seems like some mesh wiring would really help out this placement. Yeah, some chicken wire or something, you know? Like, even just a handrail? Well, if it was a chicken wire, it'd probably go through the chicken wire, and you get crushed to death with chicken wire around you. <laughs> but at least you wouldn't die alone, Vin. Oh, uh, let's see. Hartnett's like, brother's here, pipeline lady, that other lady. Nah, McAdams isn't here. <laughs> and outside, main vampire's giving a speech about how they can't let anyone escape or they'll give the vampires up. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, listen, what we done here, pretty awesome, but let's let's face facts, folks. If we leave any survivors, they're totally gonna arrest us, so... <laughs> because <laughs> that's the one thing I that... can't be a vampire in jail when they make you go out for exercise I'll die <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you know what they say a vampire's first day in jail it's like once you get to the yard you're done because <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that shit at night Finn. no <laughs> The other cop is at the Utilidor now, Vin, looking for a working gun, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his mission is still not done, so... Yeah, Hartnett tries to radio his wife to no avail. The other cop is wandering around like, Hello? Is calling out a bad idea? How did I survive this long? <laughs> Then a vampire drops by him and gets him. And I'm like, boy, that thread went nowhere. I should have probably died with the Alzheimer's patient. They just dragged this cop back in here to be like, you killed your family, then you fucked up your suicide. Now they kill you. 
<laughs> like, why? To be like, I don't know. There's no God. Didn't you hear? <laughs> That's what he was trying to do. He's looking for God. God, I'm sorry I killed my family. <laughs> Main but... vampire's like, have you looked up? Have you tried that way? <laughs> but if you could take me too. And then he heart neck comes down. There's more axe fighting. This is like fucking Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Oh, God. Don't you ever bring that name up ever again. All right, the other cop recovers long enough to knock the vampire into some gears. And then also get his hand all chewed up in there. <laughs> so not only did this like this man's having a day. <laughs> no, he's having 18 days. Man. Oh, that's a good point. Remember? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Actually, I think we're on like day 29 now. We're on 29 or 30. I don't know. At some point in the end, they're like, this is the last day till light. <laughs> they can't help it. They have a little so calendar. There's, only, there's three days in this town. One, 18, and 30. <laughs> See, I was just waiting for that cop, though, after he got his hand crushed, to be like, no, not my shooting hand. <laughs> then he screams as his vampire fangs grow in, so Hartnett's like, whoa, it's X o'clock. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I love that you start every sentence. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking tedious. <laughs> So tedious. The pipeline girl brings out some chocolate, some vitamins, and some vodka. Then she looks at that brother and like, hmm, if only there was another. <laughs> uh, Hartnett's like, you did good getting everyone here, brother. I guess. <laughs> Not McAdams radios in, just to be like, hey, it's me, freezing to death under a car. I just wanted to passive-aggressively remind you of that. She's like, you never wanted to have kids, and, uh, well, I'm never going to be able to have them because I'm going to die in this car, so. Then the kid's like, wait, wait, give me the radio. How did I survive? <laughs> it was 30 days. What did I eat? I was wandering the streets. Am I a vampire? It doesn't make any sense. It's obvious the screenwriter was just like, but how do we separate her from the rest of the group? Hey, don't take that radio from me. It's pretty fucking terrible. Anyways, Doc McAdams apologizes for ever leaving him. Sure. Yawn. It's like, wouldn't it be a tragic if someone left someone else? Dot, dot, dot. Like me under this car. <laughs> the pipeline girl's like the streets are filling up with oil I would know <laughs> uh, the main vampires light up the town Vinny to make it all look like an accident this is a good scheme Vinny. Yeah, I know he's got it man he's like <laughs> stupid fucking townies <laughs> the fucking fire marshal's gonna burn up in it they'll be like she must have fucked up It's the perfect crime. <laughs> look at well, you can go back and look at the safety checks and man, she fucked them all up. Got what <laughs> the one vi vampire that's uh, <laughs> that just like is basically like plagiarizing everything. Although, like, I'm wondering how much they gotta burn this town for the people coming back to be like, 
Have you noticed that, like, some of these skeletons, like, the heads are not with the rest of the body? They're like, <laughs> that's oil explosions for you. Just <laughs> blow the head clear off. Except for that one guy over there. That big guy, his head stayed attached to his body, but it's crushed. And it looks like his body went through some explosions, too. <laughs> Like, this guy right here, it obviously blew his head off onto a spike for some reason. That's impressive. Uh, that's why we need renewable energy. Uh, it's free. <laughs> so the brother's like, well, yeah, but if we stay in the Utilidor. 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 We could probably make it through the explosions. But Hartnett's like, no, not my shitty wife. So he has a plan. <laughs> it's to take a syringe of blood from other cop and inject it in his own. So on top of being a vampire, he probably has hepatitis. I would say he's got AIDS now. <laughs> Way to go, Josh Arnett. And he's like, brother, take care of my wife for him. And Pipeline Girl's like, I don't, could a three-way work like that? Uh, we see him writhe around as vampire blood courses through his veins, and Pipeline Girl's like, nah, you fucked up. Let's kill him. Give me that axe. She was so like quick to just be like, ah, kill him. Do it. Just do it. She's completely right. Every other vampire we saw got mean pretty quick. Well, no. The, uh, the, uh, the Indian guy. He, Into he... it. Inuit, like that guy, like he wasn't like because he, he was showing his teeth and whatnot. He's like, check out these, huh? check out <laughs> these bad boys. Vinny, not helpfully for the brothers' cause, Hartnett wakes up, wakes up, and says, "I can smell your blood." <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> like fucking cool it with that kind of talk too. <laughs> then he wanders outside and immediately screams in pain. Plan's going great, buddy. <laughs> Ow! And then he keels over and dies. Isn't it like the the thing that makes me mad about this is the plan seems to be contingent on the idea of like, obviously if I'm a vampire for 10 minutes, I'll be better at it than the guy who's done it for maybe hundreds of years. Yeah, I don't know. It's like some stupid yada yada, like raw energy from like a brand new vampire who can't control his strength. Like, Ah, fucking no. <laughs> Dumb. He gets into a fight with the main vampire and just kind of tosses him around for a bit while not McAdam watches like, Well, <laughs> before that happens, though, the main vampire kind of wants to embrace Josh Harnett like, Dude, you're one of me now. <laughs> and then they fight, and then he's like, What the fuck? <laughs> and then, you want to challenge me like you're the Mandalorian, motherfucker? <laughs> Hartnett's like, not McAdams, run! Which is like, sort of seems to defeat the purpose of this whole bit. He basically outed her. <laughs> He's like, I can smell your blood! Mm. <laughs> I'm kind of chubbing from it. Mm. <laughs> uh, they fight for a while while the vampires scream and fire burns. <laughs> Then the main vampire jumps at him and Hartnett reaches into his mouth and then just kind of tears out his brain through his skull. It's kind of cool. 
And the other vampires starro bit, but they know an alpha when they see one. Finn. Yeah, then they all fuck off. Yeah, and the sun starts coming up. Then Not McAdams goes to him and is like, what did you do to yourself? And he's like, what I had to. Because he's Josh Arnett. <laughs> and he's like, it's almost done. We made it. And it's like, you didn't think this through, did you? <laughs> he's Josh Hartnett trying to be Josh Hardnet, but he's about to be Josh Deadnet. <laughs> <laughs> what a dummy yep just uh, dumb net and then not mcadams is like let's go to our romantic spot so i can watch you die <laughs> so she takes him up on the ridge and the sun comes up and he's like oh! <laughs> and he's like shut up <laughs> shut up and she grabs his head and kisses him as he turns to ash and blows away. Vinny, it's over! Oh, thank God. I felt like it took forever. I still think I did quicker than normal. Maybe I'm wrong. So we're about an hour and 25 minutes, so... Shut up. <laughs> Vinny, <laughs> I selected the movie this week. It falls upon me to ask you the eternal question. Did I scare no. you? Yeah, no, it's no. not scary. It's God, not scary. No. It's not good. It's not that fun. No. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But outside of that, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> no, it's not great at all. It's a time waster, folks. It's like just like certified like do not bother. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no personality to this movie whatsoever. They've copied so many things before it and Yeah, yeah if you want to just do contemporaries with it that are better, watch Dawn of the Dead remake or 28 days later, which I know you're like, those aren't vampire movies, but like, it's kind of what this thing's doing. So yeah, it's trying to be a vampire slash zombie movie. That's exactly what it is. And it's like, I don't like, I, I just, to me, vampires aren't successful when they're trying to cross genre them with like zombies. I don't know. Yeah. The thing about vampires for me is always that like, they're supposed to be smart. Right, yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, I guess these ones are, too, but, like, I don't like when they're, like, uncontrollable monsters. Yeah. They're just like... <laughs> yeah, it's fucking stupid. Like, you want to talk about, like, smart vampires, man? There's good smart vampire movies out there. I mean, like, fucking Lost Boys, uh, Fright Night. Those, those da, 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 da. <laughs> it's sad, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, of course, like... Those for Ratu. <laughs> Nosferatu. <laughs> what we do in the shadows. That is great. I <laughs> both the movie and TV show, both great. Hey, Vinny. If you were any character in this movie, who would you be? God, I don't fucking know. Uh, I know. I'd be the other cop because I'd be the one who's like, uh, I'm a pragmatist, and I know when it's time to save my family from a worse fate. And then I'd fuck it up and be like, what have I done? And then you get your hand smushed too, where it's just like, it just keeps getting worse for me. I cannot stop fucking up. Uh, I feel like I'd be the brother who ends up disappearing for a good portion of the movie. Because <laughs> I did that one time in your life, so... <laughs> Have we talked about that before? I don't... No, I don't think so. Yeah, but he disappeared for three days to the house, two houses up the street. He just never checked in or told anyone. 
we thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a friend that literally lived two houses up, and I just spent, like, the weekend over his house just hanging out, playing video games. And next thing I know, I, like, strolled to my house, and everybody was incredibly concerned and like, oh, my God, you are here. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Fuck you talking about? I'm just I'm here. Great work, Ben. Any <laughs> gifable moment? Oh, him looking around and being like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> I just like him looking. That's the best part. That's I'm just right. like you can see, so he's a real sarcastic prick for an <laughs> evil vampire. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. He's good. really like, let me make a be all this. Like I'm looking around. How about Josh Hartnett walking out of the building after his blood's churned and he's just like, no! <laughs> nah, you know what? The best, the best one, the best, best one is when they're carrying the failed cop into the, uh, the Utilidor and they're all like outside in the blasting cold and they all just look like they're in pain from like the cold weather and I'm like, that's a good one. <laughs> just like... <laughs> When's April getting here? It's just right around the corner, baby. It's almost here. I think for me, it's probably Hartnett tearing his brain out just to be like, stop talking. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Is there anything else you want to talk about with 30 Days a Night? No, God, no. Stop yeah. it. End it. Yeah, this is a mediocre piece of shit. Don't ever see it. No. <laughs> We fucking watch it so you don't have to, so you're fucking welcome. They yeah. throw this one on the pile of, I hope I never think of it again. Man, that's back-to-back fucking lame movies. I uh, Last week was, uh, I mean, at least it had some thoughts, and it had some weird shit going on. Did have some stuff that we could we like were able to kind of work off of. This one was just like cookie cutter. That's the problem. It's just like God damn it! I've seen a movie like this about like a hundred times. Like come on. Yeah, this is a movie that really just kind of laid there. <laughs> it laid there and took it. That's for sure. All right, Vin, uh, did we get a mail for this week? Nah, fortunately we did not. All right. Well, in the unlikely event that people would like to mail us, Vin, where could they do so? I love, I love you always open it to the unlikely where it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, just stop all of our hopes. I haven't, like, broken down the math, but I bet it would be somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, maybe 15 episodes out of 90 we got mail. Maybe, yeah. I don't so, know. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good adjective. Vinny, where could they mail us? They could do so by emailing us at our email at disypod at gmail.com. That's disypod at gmail.com. And Vinny, if instead they would like to reach us on Instagram or Twitter. Our Instagram is didiscareyoupod. That's one word. And our Twitter is disypod. All right, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We love whenever we get mail or any kind of contact. We're just so lonely. <laughs> yeah, just like that <laughs> just like the cop that fucking killed his parents and stumbled back into society or his family. His parents. I was gonna Jesus. say we're like the wife under the car, just like I just wanted to hear your voice. <laughs> There's vampires around us. It sounded so nice. Oh god. What a piece of crap. 
right, Vinny, uh, it's your turn to select the movie for next week. What will we be watching for next week's episode? Oh, jeez, Jake. I think we got to wash that taste out of a shitty fucking movie. And I think everybody deserves something pretty good. So, we're going to be diving back into a... Uh, uh, I don't know. Would you consider him still like a new director? Yeah. Ish. He's, yeah. He's, he's only had two feature films. Yeah, so he's coming out with the third Uh-oh, one. Oh, wait, no, I've revealed that you already told me. Oh, yeah, whatever. Who fucking cares? So, Jake, we're going to be diving back into another Jordan Peele's movie from, oh, fuck. What the fuck? Is, Monkey Chimes? Monkey Shines? What the Monkey hell is Paw. the Monkey, yeah, Monkey's Paw production. Uh, we're going to be watching Us. Who, us? <laughs> <laughs> yes, us. The follow-up to Get Out, is it as good? Uh, It's still good, so... <laughs> I promise you, it's a good movie. I, I, We deserve something, like, good right now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about with that one, so... Yeah, it's uh, going to be great. I can't wait, actually, because I've only, I've only seen it... I've seen it twice in theaters, and I haven't seen it since, so. Yeah, hopefully a little more red meat than this one. <laughs> yes, I am I am starving. Like, fucking. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't even know who the fuck that actor was anymore. Ben Foster. Ben Foster, that's it, that guy. You dare forget Ben Foster. <laughs> I did, just like I'm gonna forget about this episode. Ugh. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> uh, well, before we do that, let's thank, as always, Rebel Escape Pod for letting us use their song Monster for our intro and outro. Check them out on Spotify, unless you're mad about the Joe Rogan thing. Then I don't know. Find them somewhere else, I guess. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> Why? What's going uh, on It's like Neil Young and like a bunch of people are mad at uh, Joe Rogan for vaccine stuff, so... I'm not gonna get mixed up. So in that. they're they're boycotting Spotify now. Yeah, yeah, they they had all their songs removed from it. Oh God. At any rate, <laughs> uh, that's gonna about do it for us this week. You have been listening to Did I Scare You? I have been your host Jake Albrecht. I have his co-host at America's Littlest Brother Vin. And hey, thanks for the ride, lady. How you doing, lady? Yeah.